Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Voice After 40. This is Kenya and this is episode 41, Leadership and Self-Care After 40, an interview with Dr. Renique Kirsch, who is the VP of Student Affairs at Simmons University and putting leadership and self-care together. How often do we really talk to leaders about their practice of self-care, their understanding of it, their challenges of it, um, especially from a Black woman over 40s perspective. Well, <laughs> today you're going to get that. And ah, my goodness. So I refer to Dr. Kirsch as Renique because Renique is a sister friend of mine, and um, but she completely deserves the, the title of Dr. Kirsch. She has done such wonderful work in higher education. Um, you are only going to get a taste, but true leadership, true leader that she is, she really shows her vulnerability in this interview, um, as well as her dedication and her commitment, um, all while keeping an understanding of the need to take care of self. So I think this is, I loved this um, episode. Really, it was inspiring for me. It gave me a lot of reminders of things that I need to remember to do for myself. Um, and I think those of us, those of you who are moving through life, I'm still, um, you know, going towards leadership opportunities, whether that be in a more formal or not as formal type spaces, such a good um, interview to hear from um Renique, who is still growing in her leadership. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed this. It was really, it was a lot of lessons for me. So definitely, definitely you're going to want to play it. And again, you're, I'm, I know I keep saying this and I promise you it's not just to plug the Patreon, but lately we've been having such rich bonus, um, conversations and Renique, um, you know, really talks about, you know, again, this, this kind of idea of when we're in kind of maybe our mid-level of career, how do we, you know, how do we know when to go on? What are some things that we can do to still make sure that we are moving forward, but taking care of ourselves and not getting stuck? So definitely good bonus. Obviously the video is always good to see us. Um, and you know, you always get some access to some other perks by being a part of the Patreon community. So make sure you are checking that out. Patreon.com slash finding your voice. Um, and there are three tiers that, um, there's actually four tiers, but it's really three tiers that we, cause the fourth tier is our techies coaching, which is already kind of launched and moving. Um, if you really wanted to get in that, you technically still can. But the three main tiers is our general supporters, which is just $5 a month, um, gives you access to bonus. And then we have our VIP Thrive Tribe and we have our She Collective. And the biggest difference between the VIP Thrive Tribe and the She Collective is if you have an interest in astrology um, or you're really wanting to have some one-on-one -on -one time with me, then you want to go for the She Collective. So that is that. Um, tonight... I will be on Black Her Story. Now, Kishan actually is not going to be joining me tonight. I we, we just got notice. She got tickets to see Erica Badu, so um, she won't be joining me tonight. But I am having a special guest, and I'm really excited about this guest, Dr. Bri Coleman, 
who is a physical therapist. She's a doctor of physical therapy, and she specializes in women's health and pelvic floor dysfunction. She's also um, one of our presenters in our upcoming one day virtual summit, the Healthy Vagina Monologues. It's happening on June 24th. So she's going to join me on the Black Her Story YouTube, and we're going to talk about what is, what does Kegeling, Kegels, um, constipation and um, pelvic pain all have in common? The pelvic floor. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk more about what the pelvic floor is, what it is that she does, um, give you some teasers as what's to coming at the summit. Um, and obviously we want to, if, you know, if you have some questions, you know, go ahead and pop on the YouTube, all of those, uh, links to join us tonight are in the show notes, or you can just go over to YouTube, um, to my YouTube channel at kenyamjmusic.com. So youtube.com slash kenyamjmusic, not.com, <laughs> just youtube.com uh, slash kenyamjmusic. And you can become a subscriber and make sure you click the bell so you're notified when we go live. We go live at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. Pacific time. So definitely want to tune into that tonight because I'm going to tell you, y'all don't know. You think you just got to pee a lot or you just think that, oh, my, I'm getting old and I just, you know, I have leakage. No, 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 there's way more happening. So that's that. So there's still time um, to also um, register for the summit. So if you want to register for the summit, go to onedaysummit.eventbrite.com or you can go to findingyourvoiceafter40.com so that you can not only hear Dr. Bry Coleman, but also Dr. Donna G. Ivory, who is the OBGYN, and our certified pleasure coach who's going to be joining us on YouTube um, next week. So you definitely want to register for the summit. Um, we are no longer doing our public promo codes. All those discount, discount codes that were available publicly have ended. However, we still have some goodies. You just have to inquire. So if you'd like to get a discount on um, attending, you can email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com. And uh, by emailing us and making that request, we will send you a code. That's just that simple, right? We're just not posting it on our social medias um, and so forth. So um, you may see one $10 off here or there, but I know from my space um, right now, it's we're asking that you email and inquire. Um, so yeah, so you can come to that summit, really excited about that. And we want to make that accessible. So email us so we can give you a special code. It's our way of, um, staying connected to you and gifting you for emailing us and touching base and showing your interest. All right. One more thing that's happening, um, this week that I want to make sure, uh, we tell you about, actually there's two more things, but it's all in the show notes. Um, finding your voice again, we do a myriad of things to get to mind, body, soul transformation and connection. And as you all know, astrology is, um, a pretty big modality, a growing tool that I'm using more and more with clients as I begin to do, um, astrology guidance and self-care coaching. We are doing a special, um, astrology meetup again. This is father's day weekend coming up this weekend. And we're going to talk about the sun sign, your sun sign, as well as your Saturn sign and how that relates to father and father figure relationships. So if you're interested in that, again, go to the show notes. Um, you can also go to, um, um, the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Kenya MJ Music, or just go to Finding Your Voice after 40.com and you'll see a thing that says other upcoming events. You click on that and you'll see how you can um, sign up for that. All right. Lots of stuff. Um, we tentatively have a new moon meditation plan for Sunday, um, but that's always um, dependent on our number of RSVPs. So if we don't have um, a certain number of RSVPs, then um, I usually just send a, guided, a recorded guided meditation, but hopefully we'll get enough um, if you're interested in that as well. All of that show notes as well as um, finding your voice after 40.com. We updated our website so that you can have all the goods. You'll just see where it says upcoming events and you click on that and it tells you the different things going on. All right. Before we get into this episode, let's do our self-care call to action. Hashtag Thursday thrive. I choose to focus on happiness and joy today. So do these things for that. 
One, perform a coffee or tea ceremony with your morning beverage. Two, enjoy every moment of preparing the coffee or tea, drinking it, and appreciating each beautiful sip. And then three, welcome in the morning with a smile and think of all those things that bring you joy. So now I know you may be like, oh, yeah, I'm telling you, let me say something. Choosing to focus on your happiness and joy, we have to start really understanding how to simplify that and not think that we have to go to vacation to Italy to have that, <laughs> or that we have to go on some amazing spree, but just literally taking the time to savor whatever, if that's that beverage in the morning, if that's that breakfast that you actually sit down and cook on a Tuesday, if it's just reading an article in your favorite magazine. I think the more we can choose these simple activities, that's choosing your joy, that's sustainable, that's something that can happen literally every day. And that repetition of that really does become a part of who you are. So while I think, listen, I'm the girl who loves to travel, so I'm all about that life. And I also like to wake up and drink my hot lemon water. <laughs> Really, seriously, okay? All right, let's get into this episode 41, Leadership and Self-Care After 40, an interview with Dr. Renee Kirsch. And we are here with my sister friend. Oh, <laughs> and I don't get to see you. Like I haven't I seen you. I've talked to you, but I haven't seen you. I know. I know. It's so great to see your face. It's Even... good to see your face. <laughs> yes, 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 for yes. sure. So those who are listening and watching, I am here with, I'm going to give her her formal name, Dr. Mm -hmm. Renique Kirsch. I'm going to call her Renique though, during the rest of the, the uh, <laughs> episode and the interview. But I, as you guys know, I bring in people I love, and I also bring in people that I don't know, but I love their story. And you, you're kind of a combo of both. You have a, a compelling story that you will have liberty to share or not, and you're over 40 doing a lot of these really wonderful things. <laughs> so, so before I ask you my thousands of questions, I'm going to mm -hmm. read something to you. So I just want you to relax and okay. listen and take it all in. Let me get okay. it. Let me pull it up. All right. Let me read this. Dr. Renee Kirsch is the vice president for student affairs at Simmons University in Boston, Massachusetts. Dr. Kirsch is an outstanding leader in higher education with a strong commitment to putting students at the center of important institutional decisions. As a leader in student success and the student experience, Dr. Kirsch is responsible for providing a vision and engaging university stakeholders in the critical and collaborative work required to ensure that students are transformed by their experiences both in and out of the classroom. In addition to her professional career, Renique is married to her husband of 17 years, John Kirsch, and mm -hmm. she's a mom to two boys, John and Jaden. While, while her enthusiasm and compassion for student development and higher ed is evident, Renique's purpose-driven lifestyle is equally as enthusiastic and compelling. So, Dr. Kush, <laughs> how did it feel hearing me read that to you? Wow. Um, I don't know. It, it, it felt... Odd, uh, you know. It always feels it always feels strange to hear uh, hear an introduction of, of yourself. Um, and even though you, you you have a sense for what those introductions will be like, but mm -hmm. um, it does give you a, kind of a moment to pause. And so, hearing it, uh, and then the ending part, of course, about my family. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. that is that's a top top of mind for me always. And so. I don't know. I think I just, I felt proud, uh, um, proud and, um, you know, grateful that I've had yeah. such a, such a good career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I want to, of course, say a whole bunch of other stuff when I do those <laughs> <laughs> readings. So I try to do a combo of the bios that people send. And then I try to add a lie just of something that I just recognize in the person. And I'm glad 
the bio that you sent, you included your family because not everybody includes their family yeah. in their bio. So, and you went as far as to even qualify, like, no, we've been made 17, like we, <laughs> we up in this camp. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> So I definitely yes, yes. want to talk a bit about that. But before we get into family, I have known you. I was trying to think of this. Renique, how long have, because you were pregnant or you had just had your first uh, child? You know, I don't <laughs> even remember. I Was I pregnant? I don't know. I don't even, you might not have been. I mean, it was early. It was like, very I think, early. I think you yes. might have been pregnant or you just had your first son or. Yes. Yep. And how old is your oldest? Because I think we met really soon after I moved to Illinois. Yes. And I had my son in August. I moved there in um, sometime in the spring, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what year was that? 2000 and... F wait. 2005. Yeah. Yes. So I've known you almost 20 yes, years. Yes, yes, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I bring this up because I've literally watched you... <laughs> like, oh goodness, like yes. seriously, like be from yeah. your twenties, like the beginning of your career, the beginning yep. of your marriage and family, like the very early to now I'm like, she's the one, she's the VP of the whole school, you know? So <laughs> this, so I ask us, do you mind sharing your age or you prefer not? We would don't have to. Oh, I don't mind. I'm 46 okay. and proud. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And you've accomplished a lot. So I, I gave kind of all the merits of academic and so forth, but I want you mm. to reflect back to those 20s, like when you came mm. to Illinois, when you were starting kind of after college, starting this this life. Yeah. Who, yeah. who was that, Renique? What, who, do you remember? What wow. was she like? Yes. Wow. Uh, geez. Well, you know, I have always been an achiever type. And so I think even in my 20s, probably even today, but even in my 20s, um, I was focused, goal-oriented, uh, really uh, had a desire to have have a career. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted a family as well. I wanted children, I will say. <laughs> Um, and, and I wanted a career. I was questioning the whole marriage thing. I, listen, <laughs> you know me. We have our girlfriend talks. And that's the Ooh. other thing. She has seen poor Kenya. Punk, 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 punk. <laughs> but always being so wonderful. Yes, but yeah. Yes, go yes, ahead. Yes. Yeah. So, I, you know, I... Um, I think in in my 20s, I really was in that stage of trying to establish myself and figure out where where I wanted to go in, in my career. I'd made the decision that I wanted to go into higher education um, and really was at the beginning of that journey. And I, I in my early, uh, late 20s, uh, I had started a PhD program. Uh, and really kind of went from undergrad to grad school, directly to grad school, um, worked for a, a few years and then started the uh, my doc program. And even then I had goals. It was, I'm mm. going to do this doctorate. In five years, I'm moving to Atlanta. I had, I had it all mapped out. <laughs> but you know, even the best, <laughs> the best plans are not, the, not, it's yes. not always how it goes. So, nope. um, nope. I had it mapped out. And in my uh, first year of uh, doing my PhD, I was working full time. Uh, I got pregnant with my mm -hmm. uh, with my son, my, mm -hmm. my son, John. And mm -hmm. that really, you know, shook me a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but because that wasn't necessarily you weren't necessarily planning the timing of that in that space or. Not, no, not really. But ironically, <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I spoke it up because mm -hmm. um, I had, I told my mom when I was 20, I think I was 26. I told her, I said, if, if I'm not married by the time I'm 30, I'm planning on having a child. So I just mm -hmm. want to let you know, in advance, <laughs> right. You know, I'm thinking I'm, I'm just giving her a heads up. And then mm. I met this, I met this guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, actually, I had already I had met my husband even before that uh, mm-hmm. when I was in grad school, um, and we just were friends for a long time. And then before mm-hmm. before I know it, uh, at twenty eight, <laughs> I was pregnant. Uh, and so, uh, what's right. interesting, you know, I lived in Maryland, and mm-hmm. uh, my husband, well, at the time, my boyfriend lived in mm-hmm. Illinois, and I had left Michigan to go to Maryland. I loved Maryland. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to leave the East Coast ever. Hmm. And then when I got pregnant, my family was still in Michigan. My husband's family was in Illinois. Hmm. My husband was in Illinois. <laughs> well, I guess he wasn't my husband then. Yeah, but, um, but, yeah. And so the decision was that I would move to Illinois. Um, I did so begrudgingly because I did not want to go back to the Midwest. But hmm. um you know, at that point, I think it really, sh- it shifted, but it didn't. I still was an achiever. I still yeah. had um, this this thing in my mind that I wanted to have a career and I wanted to be able to, I wanted to be every woman. I wanted to do it all. <laughs> I wanted to even, you know, make the snack trays, but also be and in the And y'all, she did. She, you know? <laughs> you, you, you kind of did. I kind of did. You, you I, are I like did. very much a superwoman, but keep going. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was that mom. I was, I just had this conversation with a friend. Uh, I was saying, I was actually that mom. I'm not that mom anymore, (laughs) but but I definitely was that mom uh, at that time. And also still just trying to hold on to the professional life that I also wanted to be able to have. Mm. Um, And so, I mean, the challenge was, and you know this, when I moved to Illinois, you know, they say there are certain things that are high stressors, Mm -hmm. having children, purchasing a new home, starting a new job moving to another location. I did all of those. Yes. And I was, I was stressed. I mean, it was a lot, it was, it was a lot. Um, And so I think it was, it, you know, it was a time for me where I was sort of fighting to hold on to the things that were important to me, the Mm -hmm. things that were valuable to me, physical activity was important to me. I was really trying to hold on to that, you know, and, and really wanted to have this career, but also wanted to be a great mom. And yeah. um, Yeah. Well, I want to tell you, listen, so Renee, the reason, and I don't know how much I've ever really clearly verbalized this to you. Um, You are such an inspiration because, you know, yes, you literally were doing all of those things but you always stay so honest in it. Mm. So you're never like, yeah, I'm just doing this, 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 and this is this. And so then I'm going to do, you're like, I'm going to do this. And girl, this shit's hard. Like, right? this is, <laughs> so, stressed. True. so true. So yes. true. But yes. then you're like, but yeah, I did it. I got it. We went through, we got through, I got this degree. I have my, I'm like, girl. And so that, I think that is, you know, I love when I, I love when people are stepping into the multi parts of themselves, mm-hmm. but they're also being truthful yeah. about what that is, and yeah. and you know, not playing victim to it, not you know, questioning it. Yeah. Just say this is really hard, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I will say that I think that there was a little part of me that wasn't fully honest with myself until mm-hmm. later. I mean, I would say, and I know we'll probably talk about this, but I think um, I had this vision of, you know, being a strong black woman and what that meant. Um, mm. And this, uh, and and it, and and I was able to verbalize that it was mm. was hard and it was stressful. And and I am an optimist. My, I'm a natural optimist. I I mm. live on the side of positivity. I try to focus on what are the lessons learned through mm. every experience. At the same time, I think there was a little part of me that um, wasn't mature enough mm-hmm. at that time to really honestly um, uh, understand myself, you know, mm-hmm. understand like my own fears, understand um, what my needs truly were. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was because I, I saw many of my needs being met mm-hmm. through my children. And, you know, and so now I think as I'm getting older, realizing that I am, I'm a person, you know, individually, right. There's a part yeah. there. And so, um, and in some ways, maybe that early fight for trying to hold on to, to those things mm-hmm. was part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now, you know, really at the stage in my life that I am in now, 
that fight continues, mm -hmm. but in a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate that. Thank you for, for sharing that. I have, I've tried to maintain some level of like, this is for real. I don't like yeah. This. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think that I, I really encourage black women, you know, a lot of us are, are in these very high achieving spaces yeah. that easily make us appear very quote unquote strong or super people yeah. or all of this. And, you know, we're beginning to put more language and conversation around what this really means, what the impact on our mental health, on our physical mm -hmm. health, yeah. even our spiritual health. Um, but I, it's not to say don't live your dreams. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just, can you maintain yourself while living the dreams? Can yes. you, you know, and that's what I think I was, what's always been inspiring that I've watched you is achieve these really enormous things. Um, be truthful about the challenge, but still, mm -hmm. and y'all still in all of this, she still manages to get self-care in here. And this is, <laughs> you still, and, and I yeah. want to say your PhD, you focused on yes, a bit yeah. of that. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause I thought it was a really, a really compelling um, yeah. area that you studied. Yeah. So I actually did research on the relationship between stress and health risk for women in leadership roles in higher mm -hmm. education. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, I mean, I, essentially I was studying myself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I was really curious because what I noticed is that women who were in these leadership positions, I was noticed, I noticed a lot of women who were um, unhealthy, obese, divorced. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just wondered if that was what it meant to be a leader in mm -hmm. higher education. And so I think that's where my curiosity came from mm -hmm. because I knew I wanted to continue to, to, um, to move up the ladder, but mm -hmm. I was worried about what that would mean for my own personal health and well-being because there didn't seem to be, and frankly, there really still isn't, but there didn't seem to be a lot of value as you go up the ladder for well-being, yeah. um, you know, yeah. and, and, and there's a lot of pressure um, there's a lot of pressure to just continue to perform. Yes. And uh, so it's really hard to figure out how to step outside of what has become normative uh, in this environment. And uh, so I was very, very curious about that. And, and that was really why I made, you know, why I did that uh, study. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, the, the women who were, who I surveyed in the study, um, about a third of them were on the path to have severe mental health issues. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that, that was jarring to me and it really kind of, it, it I held, I've held on to that. Uh, yeah. As I have climbed the ladder. Um, yeah. It, it's been really meaningful research for me. Yeah. I was going to say, we need, you need a, a re, a, you know, a new, you need to represent that again. I mean, right. because <laughs> I, I really, I mean, we're now finally giving, like I said, more language. I mean, when COVID hit, um, you know, obviously, I mean, this has always been an issue. I mean, you were mm -hmm. studying this way before COVID, but I think we're just now saying, huh, <laughs> Huh. Yeah. So what does that mean? You know, can mm -hmm. I keep striving for these really challenging upward moving things and take care of myself? You know, yeah. like, yeah. so, so yeah, I think that I, I thought that was really, sometimes when you hear people's different PhDs, it's like, mm -hmm, but, <laughs> but I right. think that, that, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about I would like to hear from you. Um, it sounds like you've always known, okay, this is the path I kind of want to go in higher ed. I want to get into mm -hmm. leadership roles. Um, was there ever a point where you were like, nah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to, did you ever have like a breaking point where you questioned and actually maybe were pivoting a bit at all? Question the field or question the leadership? The leadership or both. Mm -hmm. or both. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. Girl, I think I question that every day. <laughs> I mean, honest, honest to goodness, honest to goodness, I'm pretty sure once once a day, I think, I think did I really want to do this? Um, yeah. And, and so I, yeah. What, what, what is why? What, why do you, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I think there is a price to leadership. Um, and there are, you know, many, many beneficial 
uh, things to to in being a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, you it's lonely. It can be lonely mm-hmm. uh, at times. Uh, it can be very difficult to identify who can you trust to mm-hmm. really talk about things and ask the kinds of questions that you you don't necessarily feel like you can ask anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that makes uh, that makes the journey a little bit more challenging. I am, you know, in a unique position as the vice president for student affairs where I deal with a lot of crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I started this position, this leadership role uh, in COVID, in the middle of COVID. So <laughs> she started which, a crisis you know, hindsight, position. <laughs> <laughs> crisis position in the middle of a crisis, uh, which, you know, I think the interesting thing about that, though, and I've, I've said, you know, I, I, at some point, I'd love to to write something on mm-hmm. um, what it's like to step into uh, a senior leadership role in the middle of a, pande- a pandemic. Um, because, you know, I didn't step foot on to Simmons campus until uh, seven months in mm. uh, and really didn't get a chance to get to know my neighbors, the community that we moved mm. into, the people who I work with. Um, it, until I frankly just more recently even though yeah. you know, I've been two years so I think um one of you know for me one of the things is um making sure that I can find the time and space to remember what's important to me and to find find those things um yeah. uh, because yeah. Uh, so I think that's why I question it. I, I actually, I'm still an achiever. I'm not. I was going to say, she ain't leaving me. y'all. Don't, don't that's worry. Never gonna <laughs> me. And I don't think I would. I think I, I mean, I enjoy the sort of difference of every day. Uh, yeah. as a leader, I enjoy the opportunity to um, empower others, to um, support others, to make decisions. Uh, so I, I like all of that. So I, I can't uh, I can't say that I, I don't enjoy that. Um, yeah. You were built for this, Renick, really. I, I mean, I watching you through all of these years and how you have pursued things and sought balance and sought connection with family while still, you know, really furthering your education and career. You're, you're doing all the things that I think we have to teach students. You know, yeah. how do they strive for their goals while remembering themselves? And, yeah. you know, you really walking this path this way, who better to be in these types of positions, yeah. you know, because your story they, is so relatable and so necessary. You know, I too, I mean, that's kind of how we connected. You know, we both have backgrounds in student affairs. And yeah. so, you know, my degree, I don't know how specifically your degree read, but mine, you know, was a master's in counseling, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the focus in student development. And y'all know, I ain't no VP of no student affairs. I never <laughs> had that goal. No, <laughs> no, never. I, in fact, I was certain that is that, not, that was not the path. Wanted, <laughs> that was not the path. Because I do yeah. want to be on that level of crisis. Yeah, yeah, yes. Me in the small areas. No, so so I, I work a little bit differently. I still am working with you know, conflict crisis management, but just within yeah. a, in a smaller space and with a specific, um, I'm with students who are pre-med and pre-nursing, mm-hmm. pre-health professional students specifically. Um, even now it's even more specific as to those students, um, diverse communities. So yeah. Um, yeah. underrepresented groups. So I'm really, really niched in it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what's really wonderful in working with my students, and I think this is, you know, kind of to the point I'm making with you having this walk, is I'm like, no, I, I walk this walk all the time, guys. Like, you know, I'm still understanding myself and, and yeah. taking care of myself in certain ways. So I think it's a really, and to, to be a Black woman in these spaces, obviously, on top yeah. of all of that, um, so, all right. So y- y- I only say, I didn't, you know, I only give us around 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the clock, <laughs> but I want to get this question. I want to get it into family a little bit. Mm, okay. You got a high position. You are VP. You've, you've, you had, you started your PhD with a pregnancy. It sounds like, like, it sounds like you were in the mix of your PhD while pregnant or. Am oh, I so the first time, time right? the first right. time I uh, started the PhD, I stopped it because I got pregnant. Gotcha. Um, I started again. My older son was two and a half, maybe three. And then my younger son was 
just like a little baby <laughs> at that point. But I did that intentionally because I really felt like if I didn't do the PhD while they were babies, mm. that I wouldn't do it because mm. I didn't think I could do it while they were, when they start to get to the point where they need to be at, you know, yeah. basketball and soccer and whatever else they were going to yeah. do outside. And so that was really intentional. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, see y'all see, see that methodical. And so I'm teasing. I, I talk about astrology almost every episode because oh, yes. I now provide, <laughs> and you are such a Capricorn. I said, Man. girl, I need to look at that chart. Cause I'm like, she got to have earth, 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 Capricorn, 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 <laughs> Capricorn. Cause you are very methodical, but um, okay. So how has it just in general mm. been managing family life with this career? Cause you don't have an easy, like you said, you're doing crisis management. So it's not these, you know, it's, and you're dealing with difference every day. How has that been? And what do you do to really manage self mm. while lending yourself in, in these spaces? Yeah. How has it been? I, you know, I think it has changed over time. It really has depended upon the stage that my children have mm. been in. I mean, I think one of the benefits of higher ed is there's a lot of flexibility. Mm. Um, and I have had the good fortune of having a lot of positions where I've been, I've had some flexibility to, mm. you know, I don't, I don't miss uh, basketball games and, you know, things yeah. like that, you know, Um and so I think as they were younger, when my children were younger, I think um, the balance was a little bit different because their needs were greater. Um, right. And so mm-hmm. it did require, uh, it required a lot of me because I was, as they were younger, I was just starting to get into a more leadership, mm. more leadership type roles Mm -hmm. where my nine to five wasn't a real nine to five. So um, it did, and it did often require me to balance, um, you know, maybe running home for a second and coming back for an event Mm. on campus. I love to bring the boys to campus. (laughs) You know, I think that's part of planting the seed. uh, um, um, And so, I mean, it, it was stressful at times. There were certain times, I would say, where it was more stressful than others. Um, mm-hmm. And then as they started to become more independent, and I think I really, as a parent, have raised them to be very independent children. Yes, yes, you have. I've watched. No, yeah, I love yeah, it. I'm the yeah. same way. It's like, y'all, come on, y'all do your laundry. Y'all do your, figure this uh, yeah. out. Yeah. And partly, and not because I don't, you know, not because I'm, I don't feel like I'm a good parent, but I also, I feel like they need to learn those skills but I also knew that there was only so much that I could do in a day. Um, And as I was, you know, as I mentioned, my husband and I, we were, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time when we had our first son and then we got married, but we had never lived in the same state together. Mm. We had never actually been around each other a a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so uh, that was, I mean, that was another sort of yeah. this puzzle trying to figure out this man that I didn't know and understand um, mm. while having children and trying to, you know, move forward with the career. So um, I think it, 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 it had ebbs and flows, um, yeah. I would say. I think the biggest thing for me has been I have tried to, to the extent that I have been able to show up for my kids in every way that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I think they got have gotten used to my schedule. They get mm-hmm. they get used to it so it doesn't surprise them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can't do something, they they have been very understanding. If mm-hmm. for some reason I, I couldn't um, yeah. or if, you know with working with my husband needing him yeah. to do something. Um, yeah. so yeah it's been it's been a journey. Yeah. I I mean, I think, but including your children, including your, you know, I've had to do similar things, including them in the mix of what you do, they have better perspective. So it's not this kind of foreign mystery. Where does mom go? It's like, you know, mom is, this is part of what mom does. She's, you know, she's with students. She goes to a campus. She has events. She has to be the leader in that. Come let's watch. I mean, I think that's, you know, I, I really encourage women <clears throat> to the best that you can include your, don't make your, yeah. your professional life, this secret untapped, no, hoop, no. you know, and I think our generation, like, I didn't really know what my parents did. I'm like, yeah, no. they go to work. Uh-huh. Like, I, 
I found out later. I told my mom, I said, I didn't know that you were like a bigwig. I had no idea <laughs> because I just thought she just went to work, got a little paycheck, came home. It really didn't seem to matter what she did, you know? Right. Um, right. Right. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think that um, I even talked to my kids about it, you know, issues and experiences that I have. I talked to them about leadership a lot mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a leader, how they need to show up. Um, you know, I talked to them about the challenges of being a black woman in leadership and the challenges that they will face as black men um, mm-hmm. in leadership. Um, I made them I made them listen to my PhD, just uh, dis- my dissertation defense. And then I told them, I said, now, whenever I talk, I just need you to shake your head and look at me. Give me eye contact and act like you're really interested. And they did. Oh. And then and I said, and during my defense. Because I brought them to the defense because I wanted them to see oh, what's possible. I love it. I love uh, it. They sat in there with their eyes d- you know, <laughs> directly on me, shaking their head. <laughs> I love that. I yep. love that. Yes. Oh, I hope people really grab that because, you know, your story, your actions, your words mean a lot for our kids, but it's really our actions, our, spe- yeah. our, our behaviors. That's it's the energy they're constantly picking up on. And so energetically, our words have energy behind them, but our action has a whole nother kind of energy. So I love that you were like teaching them how you're going to be able to sit through this because <laughs> right. you are going to come and you know how to attend to this. A certain yes. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. All right. Well, we're getting to our 30 minutes, but I, I do. I want to ask you. Um, you had said something else. I was like, oh, can I sneak that in? And luckily now <laughs> I have forgotten. I'm like, oh, darn. What was it that I was going to say? But anyway. Let me ask you this. Um, How do you define? Oh, I know what it was. Yes, Mm, this is mm -hmm. important. Because I think the last time we talked, you were telling me about these retreats that you did. Yes, yes. That was the the self-care. Yes. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about, you know, this this self-retreat that you do and how that ties into your self-care. Yeah. Yeah. So I started when I started here at Simmons, um, it was that first year at Simmons was the hardest year of my entire career. Mm. Um, I thought I was going to break, honestly, mm. at the at the end of that year. And um, I really was trying to figure out what can I do to just find some peace um, and really sit for a moment, um, mm-hmm. get my mind together, ask myself some really important questions. Is this the right place? Is this the, mm. is this the right path? Um, and so I decided to take a personal retreat. And so I booked, you know, on a whim, um, <laughs> um, I booked, a, you know, a, 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 a Airbnb. And um, my goal really was to use that time to just be with myself, to not sit and watch TV. I brought books that I wanted to read. I brought um, j- a journal um, mm-hmm. and really started to think about uh, what what I had accomplished that year. Mm-hmm which I think was really meaningful to me because I was so engrossed in the work and the day-to-day that I didn't even stop to recognize what I had accomplished mm. um, in that period, yeah. in this short period of time. So no wonder I was exhausted. I had accomplished <laughs> so much, right? And right. so um, and so from there, I decided that I'm going to do a regular, at first it was like, oh, you'll do, I'm going to do this maybe twice a year. Yeah, and then I said, you know what? I think I might do this like once a month. Uh, okay, every other month. So now, <laughs> now, and and they take different forms. It really just mm-hmm. just depends on what the need is that I have mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to go somewhere different. Mm-hmm. One time I went to a tiny house. Uh, the it. other week I went to New Hampshire, uh, and it was really. Uh, it, it really is dependent upon what I need at that time. Sometimes I just need to rest. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going there for. Sometimes mm-hmm. I actually am thinking through a lot of things at work or related to something else professional. Mm-hmm. And I use that as a space to, you know, try and think. Yeah. Um, but I have found that it gives me something to look forward to. It gives me space. Um, it sends a message because I tell my husband and my boys that I'm going on a retreat. Don't call me. Don't text me. I don't want to talk to you. Um, and <laughs> and all of those, I mean, I think those, it sends a message to them that it's important. In fact, my husband now has decided he's going to be taking. That's what I'm, listen, mm-hmm. you, you saying this, every person's <laughs> like, okay, well, how do I figure this out? Yes, yes. 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 And they don't have to be 
super expensive getaways, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes it might be two days. Sometimes it might just be a day. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not an overnight, but it is the time, you know, mm-hmm. the time to yourself to do what's important uh, oh for God. you yeah. so that you can be rejuvenated and come back into the difficulties of the day to day in a different place. So that's, that has been really helpful for me. I love that. Now you, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole reason I started finding your voice, my, my whole wellness coaching business really was based on the premise of retreating. So yeah. I just really value not only, you know, the group retreats and, you know, now retreats have become very sexy, you know, oh, we're going yeah. to Costa Rica, we're going to, you know, different places. And I think those are, I mean, I'm hosting those. So those are important, but I think, you know, I, I want women to really recognize that retreat doesn't have to be, like you said, this expensive, big, long, you got to take right. off of work for a whole month. You know, it's not, those are good too. I think sabbaticals, I think we need to start thinking more as yeah. black women. How do we take career breaks? How do we take yes. just a moment for ourselves? So to rethink, to regroup. So that's, it's a, and it's not a, yeah. or, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. I love that you, I love that you're doing that. So you have, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, well, I got to go book my one day. I used to, when, when my kids were really, really small um, and I would just get so overwhelmed, I would do these La Quinta dates for myself. So I would find <laughs> the cheap La Quinta <laughs> and I would just go for a day. Just I'm like, I don't have much money. I don't got oh. much time. I just need a room yes. that doesn't have kids. I can, like you said, read my magazine, yes. just be quiet. I don't need to spend a bunch of money. I don't even need restaurant. I mean, I can grab something, bring it back. Yep. And as long as I'm safe, whatever. So, but I stopped my La Quinta dates, but I need to get back to my yeah. La Quinta dates or, or some kind of, you know, maybe I'll make it a step up and get to, so, <laughs> La get to the Hilton, maybe. But awesome. Well, I, yes, this yes. has been so wonderful. I, I only have two more questions for you. Okay. And then, um, if people want to follow or I think LinkedIn, it would be a really beautiful space. Um, I'm just giving away like what I think people, okay. but I know that you're active there. And yes, um, yeah. So, but before we get to, to that, um, what are you looking most forward to as at this 46, you're looking ahead, you're going to be approaching fifties, Yeah. all of that. What do you think you're looking most forward to? It can be either personally or professionally. Uh, what am I looking most forward to? Um, I think really finding who I am now. Mm. Um, my children are getting older. My older son is going to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, my younger son, um, both of my boys have had the um, the opportunity to experience a boarding experience. And so mm-hmm. right now we're kind of empty nesters, which is yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and I realize that um, I don't, I don't necessarily know who I am when Mm. my children aren't in my space all the time. And so uh, finding out who I am now, as my kids get older, I'm looking forward to that in this stage of life. Mm. Frankly, finding out who my husband and I are now, because (laughs) we never really, we didn't really date. I mean, essentially, we sort of quickly dated and got pregnant and then then life started. And so I think that is something. And then the other thing is what's so interesting. I know this is like, uh, you know, really finding your voice after 40. But I hear that 50 is the point at which where, (laughs) you know, I could just say whatever the heck I want at any given time. And because I'm 50, all I need to say is I'm 50. I'm 50. I'm kind of looking forward to (laughs) 50 for that purpose. (laughs) Yes. Well, I officially turned 50. I think it's I think. This has been ma- I, this has been magically weird, turning mm-hmm. fifty. Really? What I say, what so the magical part is yes, you you be, really begin to feel <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Like you right. really feel that, you really feel that. Oh. And I hear it gets even more intense at sixty. But um, oh wow, okay. So, but the weird is you are changing though. Mm. You know mm. you are changing. And the change is not so much of like, I don't feel like I'm getting old. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like my body's mm-hmm. getting old, but my body is changing. Yes. And yeah. it's wanting me to treat it differently. Yes. It is absolutely. like speaking to me saying, not that we're getting, it's like, no, we're not getting old. So I need you to chill out. Like, yep. so I need yep. you to not do this. I need you to eat this. Yes. Not because we're getting old, not because of all that, but because you're wiser now. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. let's treat us with more care. Let's yeah. treat us with yep. more sensitivity. Let's not just beat us up. 
Yeah. That's been weird to kind of mm -hmm. say, oh, you don't want me to lose weight. It's like, no, I'm not trying to make you lose weight. I just want you to be at ease. I just want yeah. you to enjoy yourself. So why do you keep putting all of this on your plate this way? Yeah. It's like, yep. oh. So yeah. it's like a magical weird for me. Like that. And I'm only, girl, I'm only five months into it. You know, I mean, I'm okay. just <laughs> into it. So I'm just starting. But I do, yes, you will have a lot more permission slips to yourself to. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. 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 <laughs> All right. I ask every guest this because we are releasing a playlist this summer. Mm -hmm. Theme song. What is a song that is like <laughs> your either, and it can be either today your jam or just in general, you just, you love this song and it's a bit of a theme song for you. Yeah. You know what? Um, <laughs> my kids are going to, they're going to laugh. Um, you Won't Break My Soul is Come my on. jam. Yes. <laughs> Um, yes. my, and if my kids are like, oh God, she's playing it again. I'm like, look, you're not going to break my soul. I'm <laughs> so, yes, that is my theme song. It is yes. my jam. It is what I'm out doing a jog, listening to that. When, when these folks at this job make me upset, I'm yes. listening to that, like all of that. Yes. That song, I feel the same way about that song. You can't, to me, how can you listen to that song and not feel... It's kind of like I'm every woman or yes. go live my life like it's golden. Like it's just yes. this immediate, like, I got right. this. Like, it's, and it, yes, it's so right. good. I, mm -hmm. So I'm with it. Plus All the right. house music. I'm just yes. saying. That's just, the whole song is, awesome. yeah. that whole album, you know, I I know B, she gets, you know, we have our, our B club or whatever, queen, whatever, all that people. <laughs> and then people who just really can't stand, yeah, you know, yeah. I've always just really admired her from an artist perspective because I know it takes a hell of a lot to get on a stage and do a, a minute part of what she does. Yeah, But yeah. that album, that song, I... Now you're gonna make me go listen to it. Yeah, I listen I'm to. A, it's I'm about to turn it on when I get in the car for sure. So. I know. So I'm oh, all right. Well, this has been wonderful. How can people? Um, we'll put this in our show notes as well. But how mm -hmm. can people, if they want to, just follow more of what you're doing, or maybe even connect with you? What's the best? social media space for that. Yeah, well, probably LinkedIn, I would say. That's probably the best place to to find me really yeah. active. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we'll include that in our show notes, a link to your profile. But obviously, you guys can also just search Dr. Renique Kirsch. You'll, yeah. and Renique is R-E-N-I-Q-U-E, just yes. for those just listening as they're driving and so forth. So we're going to hear just a couple more things. I'm going to have her give a little bit of advice, sound advice, wise mm -hmm. advice from her experience <laughs> and our bonus and, and also have her share something that I didn't ask in this space. So if you want to hear more from Renique, then you need to join our patreon.com slash finding your voice and you'll hear more. But for those who are just on audio, we will be back next week. Thank you so so much, Renee. This was outstanding. I knew it would great. be. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.